0: Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. Hey, singers, it's Jamie Vendera here with Ben Valen for the Sing Better Fast podcast. And today we're going to talk about, I don't know, what are we going to talk about?
1: (laughs) I don't know. We usually just kind of just talk about nothing and uh, then we just kind of put it on the internet. And I don't know, it seems people like it enough to listen to us all the time. I don't get it. (laughs) But no, it's a question that came up uh, the other day. Someone actually mentioned this to me. Hey, do you need private lessons to learn how to sing? was pretty much the question i got interesting question because uh jamie and i you know we have the vendera vocal academy jamie you have uh, quite a few programs and books at and there are other coaches um very well known very good coaches who have books and dvd programs and cd programs and stuff and a lot of singers are hesitant to try those methods because they think well that's not as good as having a private lesson is so what are your thoughts on that
0: I see it both ways and I do believe that no program or video or academy will fully complete uh, com- you know replace complace. I'm getting tongue tied here fully replace a vocal coach uh, because that's like a personal trainer however let's be honest let's think about it when I started, I was learning from vocal power scales. I was reading Mark Baxter's book, um, you know, Rock and Roll Singer Survival Manual. I got Thomas Appel's book, Can You Sing High C Without Straining? And I learned a lot, you know, without a vocal coach. So. It's kind of dependent on the singer. You know, or are you adept uh, to study hard enough to learn and grow on your own? Uh, are you a visual person? Do you need a video? Do you need a book? Can you follow that book? So I believe that you can learn. You can learn the basics. You can get a really good voice with a book, with uh, Vendera Vocal Academy, with a video, with an audio. But many people do want that personal trainer instruction. So, it's kind of up to the individual.
1: Yeah, so um, you can you can learn quite a lot from books and CDs and you know DVDs and any sorts of programs like that. Because let's think about it: if you have a lesson, the first thing the vocal coach is going to do, most likely, um, is try to assess where you are right now. They're going to kind of get a feel for what you're struggling with, you know, whatever. And then if if you don't know the basics on vocal technique, they're going to spend a lot of time with you figuring out how to get you to know the basics. Now, Jamie, I know you, uh, have given lots of lessons and you've gone over the basics so many times over, you know, 20 plus years that you know, the, you, you can tell anyone the basics. So like if you tell someone the basics, if you give them the same information one-on-one, there's no like necessarily there's no advantage to doing that if you can give them the same information in a book like it's the same words it's the same information that you're telling a singer if they don't know the basics you have to start with the basics and so you can just write down the basics or you can record them in a video or an audio or something and that's just as effective as if you have a person <coughs> telling you in a Skype lesson the same information like it it saves you time And, you know, it's just, it's kind of better in that way. Let me go on a little bit of a side note here. So not only can you learn from CDs and videos and books and whatever, there are actually a couple of advantages to using those. And so follow me here for a second. If you're writing a book or you're making a video or anything on, say, the basics of vocal technique, when you're creating it, you have to spend a lot of time planning and writing rough drafts first draft second draft over and over to refine the information that you're passing along to the singer so not only is it possible to learn from prepared materials like that it can actually be an advantage because the teacher the 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 writer has given so much time and thought into making that product they release as good as it can be so and then you can go through it at your own pace. You can go through it several times if you want to. Um, and, and and often when you're creating a product, you do it in a way to try to prevent confusion. You want to communicate as clearly as possible. You want to prevent uh, people having to call and ask questions all the time. And so it has the advantage, actually. Not only can you learn from these materials, it, it's, it's in a way easier to go at your own pace. Um, and then one other example... If you, um, are taking a lesson, a coach says something, um, to you about technique or singing or whatever, and it's not immediately clear to you what you mean, what that means, what they just said, you might not necessarily speak up all the time. You might feel like, oh, I don't want to interrupt, or I don't want to like talk over you know, whoever's teaching me, or if, if they tell you, if they try to tell you two times, or if you ask the same question two or three times on the same topic, because you don't quite get it, it can almost feel like you're being rude. And I know, uh, you know, I've, I've had this experience where when I uh, played clarinet a lot more, I would have a clarinet instructor, they would explain something to me, but it didn't, come across very well and so like I would ask well what do you mean like they would kind of repeat it 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 was it was a little tough to kind of get the point that they were trying to make whereas if it's in a book you can listen to it a few times you can think about it it's almost you have more time to kind of soak in the information that they're giving you so that's that's kind of an advantage of prepared materials is that you can go through it at your own pace, listen to it over and over until you really get it and just kind of absorb it without there being a time pressure from someone else.
0: When I was writing Raise Your Voice, I I put a lot of time and thought into it. I didn't put a lot of time and thought into my long-windedness or uh, all my typos. (laughs) (laughs) But but going forward and writing all my books, I have this method, which I actually explain in 11 Simple Steps, which is a book on like how to write a how-to book and all that. Uh, and i I approach it in a way like I would do a workshop, so I do lay out what I want to teach the student, and it's very methodical so that they understand and and knowing students is why I have so many books. I also have video products and audio products because because some people want to watch a video as opposed to reading a book. Now, what is interesting is the students I teach, I will say that none of them ever came to me and said, "Wow." Um, I I'm now dumber for having a lesson with you. I should have stuck with the book. You know, <laughs> everyone's always like, "Wow, this really helped to explain raise your voice," because most of the students I get have already read some of my books or watched my videos. And they all say, wow, okay, that makes a little more sense to me being here with you as a personal trainer. But the reason being is because I'm an extra set of ears. It's like if you go to the gym and you do have a personal trainer and you've you've done videos, you read books on bodybuilding, you know how to do the perfect bench press. It's still nice to have that personal trainer there to watch you. Right. Will I still get a, a nice chest from doing bench presses without having a personal trainer? Well, absolutely. But it is nice to have someone there to kind of say, well, wait, why don't we try it like this? Why don't we throw a little more weight on or go, to, uh, go a different route? So um, I think they kind of go hand in hand. I love it when a student comes to me and they're like, wow, and I say, well, go back and reread the book. right?" You know, Or they'll be in a lesson. Like you said, they'll forget something. And a lot of times I'll say, well, I have my students record their lesson because I do – you know me. I talk so fast. I throw so much into a lesson that they're not going to remember everything we covered. But they may go back and be like, ah – What the heck is he talking about wait a minute i remember this was in part three of raise your voice let me go read it um that's what he meant i get it now after rereading this paragraph so and and you know as well as i do we've had members in vva that's never had private lessons with me uh i've had people who've read my books and um they'll send me recordings of them and say wow you know after reading your book and doing vocal stress release or being in vva for 16 weeks You cannot believe the difference in my voice. And we just, who do we just have? Yeah. We just had a. Claude
1: LaRoche, actually. um, He, so we were just on a a Google Hangout last night. Um, So one of the things we do in the academy is we have live group training sessions where it's jamie i'm usually there too and then we have a bunch of singers from around the world who are academy members and it's pretty much question answer you know demonstrations get feedback um it's kind of sort of group lesson kind of sort of question and answer um and i know jamie you're so busy that you don't always have time for new students all the time um but i know you make time for the hangouts which is really cool and i always have they're, they're so much fun it's a blast to be able to hang out with these other singers but on yesterday's hangout um Claude LaRoche, I believe I'm saying that right, um, he said that he's been singing for years and he joined the Vendera Vocal Academy 16 weeks ago. And in those 16 weeks, he has made more progress and his voice has gotten so much better in 16 weeks than it had in the previous three years. Um, And uh, Claude hasn't had a private lesson Um, with Jamie uh, or me and all he's done is he's just gone through the prepared materials that are in the academy that we you know we planned out and prepared in a certain way uh, to achieve certain results and Claude is getting them Um, and he has participated on the live group training sessions so there is an element of you know feedback and he always has really good questions you know there's the interaction there uh, but you don't need one on one private lessons necessarily um one on one private lessons are good they're helpful it's certainly a good thing to get them. I'm not saying don't get them if you want to get lessons, you know there are very good qualified people who can help you, and it's pretty much i mean I can't think of a time where i f- I felt like I was worse after a lesson, so you can get lessons it's a good idea, you know, and I know Jamie, your approach is you don't want necessarily singers to have to come back for you know 10 or 20 or 30 lessons a year you just try to get them and then give them a bunch of stuff to work on and then have them check in a while later uh to see how they've done and so that's the approach that many coaches are taking so that's one of the reasons why you'd want to record it but you have that whole you know few weeks few months to kind of work on it yourself um but yeah so and and so Claude is one of many examples um, of singers who've gone through VVA or just read books or whatever, who've gotten really good positive outcomes um, without having to necessarily take a bunch of one on one private lessons.
0: Well, and you know this is a good question because it has arisen, you know, with YouTube and everything that now everybody is a celebrity vocal coach. I don't really consider myself that, but I know a lot of people people will say that. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just a vocal coach who loves to teach and you see that. So I have this question like, well, should I study with this master famous vocal coach, uh, instead of my, uh, a vocal coach who has a degree from this, uh, college and, but no one's ever heard of her. Uh, yeah, you know what you don't have to with that same mindset. I just want to put that out there. You don't have to. Study with a famous vocal coach to develop an amazing voice. I know a a, a lot. I'm sure we've even done it with our marketing before. Push that kind of era about, oh wow, it's it's Jamie Vendera, it's uh, it's um, James Lugo, you know, or Ray West, you know, people that I publish books with. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we're the best. You have to find a coach that you're going to connect with. So if you are not a person who, if you read a book, and you're learning or you do a video and you're learning but you feel like oh, I still I can't really get over this hump. I haven't really I, my, my voice is stronger and my stamina is better, but I haven't really gained an extra note in my range, then that may be when a coach comes into play. Do you need me? If I'm a celebrity coach, not necessarily. You may have a coach in your hometown. You need to find a coach that you connect with, just like if I'm going to the gym and there's five personal trainers there. You want to kind of fill them out. You want to see who is in the same mindset as you because in the end, we want you to grow. That's what it's about. It's about getting you the best uh, you know, training that you can get to help you reach your goals. So I probably just shot myself in the foot and put myself out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it, it, it is about that connection to your coach whether they've written a book whether that you know nobody knows them or not it's about what connects with you
1: yeah definitely and uh you know so just because someone's been on tv a bunch or put out a bunch of books doesn't necessarily make them good and just because someone hasn't been on tv or hasn't <laughs> been out and put a uh, or hasn't put out a bunch of books doesn't make them bad either like there are a a bunch of good coaches all over the place um and you know you should find and go with a coach that you connect with and as jamie said so like if 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 you find someone who you really like if their method makes sense to you then you should go with that and uh i know jamie um you know, in the in the vocal coaching world on the internet, there's a fair bit of, oh, my technique is the best and everyone else is wrong <laughs> approach. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of that. And so I know you and I, we kind of try to stay away from that sort of stuff because, you know, it can get a little, <clears throat> people can be not very decent to each other sometimes. Um, but if you if you find a method that works for you, then you should stick with that method. If you find a coach who works for you, Then you should go with that coach. Um, And and different styles work for different people. Sometimes you know certain coaches have a different way of communicating um, that make more sense to you, which is fine. You know you should you should go wherever you're gonna get (laughs) the best result.
0: You would not believe how many emails I've gotten like, well, why should I choose your book over this coach's book? And I'm like, I don't know. Why should you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's up for you to say, well, is your technique better than this famous vocal coach's technique? I don't know. I didn't study with them. You know, you you have to discern what, you know, seems wrong or right for you. And it doesn't mean, you know, that... My method, and I'm saying like James Lugo because I love James. I love his teaching. I publish his book. So, since I can, you know, I can friendly do it with him and not, you know, put us in a situation where I'm going against a coach that, you know, I'm in competition with. But, James, what they said, why should I choose you over James Lugo? Well, I don't know. Why don't you study James's stuff, study mine, see what resonates with you? And you could do a lesson with James. You could do a lesson with me. And then maybe you might be like, you know what? I think I want to go with James Lugo. For one thing, I only live an hour from Nashville. And I really like that private coaching and I I don't live close to Ohio, so I don't want to do Skype lessons. That's what you got to do. This is all about you. This is what this podcast is about, helping you understand the voice and find the best of the best to make you a better singer. So uh, don't feel like you have to choose me uh, just because we're on this podcast. We just want you to be happy and have a great voice. So do what works for you. If a book does the job, uh, great. If you need a video series like Beyond the Voice that we put out, great. Uh, If you have to have private lessons above all of that, then great. Do what helps you become a better singer.
1: Yeah, definitely. And actually, a couple points. One is uh, looping back to do you need private lessons. You don't necessarily need private lessons, like one-on-one stuff every week or every month with the coach. Is it good to have that? Yes. Do you need it? Probably isn't necessary, but there is a bit of an advantage that you get from that, especially if you're already at a high level where you kind of understand the basics and your voice is already doing really well. Um, If you're more beginner, you don't. You know, if you're a professional singer who's touring and stuff, it it makes a lot of sense to have, you know, a coach that you can interact with a lot um, on a deep level. If you're more starting out, it's still a good idea, but it's not as necessary. It's not as important. Um, but so even if you don't do private one on one lessons, it's still a good idea to have some way of interacting and getting feedback from someone who you've. Uh, find is qualified to give you advice, so w- what do I mean by that? so in the vendera vocal academy um we have the live group training sessions it's once or twice a month uh Jamie and I get on these hangouts, and we interact with singers and we spend some time you know answering questions people you know and and so we have that feedback mechanism without having to put a bunch of money and time into one on one lessons and so that 's why we do that. Um, and so that's that's one thing. Um, now, the other thing, when it comes to picking a coach and a method, um, I would advise that if you pick a coach and... When you go to pick a coach and a method, you want to pick a coach and method that do not require you to overexert yourself. You don't want to feel like you've lost your voice and then you can't talk the next day. I think most coaches would agree with that, regardless of what the methods are that they actually teach. Unfortunately, there are some coaches out there that oh, if you bleed a little bit that's okay. Like, what? Just <clears throat> no. So, I would say if, if if it hurts, if you lose your voice after practice or the next day or you're not, you know, or if you're getting worse from day to day, that I would be, that'd be a big red flag to me. I would avoid that coach and method. Um, that that's kind of just one sort of filtering criteria for you, filtering piece of criteria.
0: It's funny, Ben, because um, I there was a coach I really liked, and uh, along the way through a student, I had heard them say that in a lesson, this coach had said, "You know what? You, you, you may after doing this, you may lose your voice for four or five days. It's just part of the process." and it blew my mind. I was like there is absolutely no way and I started kind of researching like yeah this isn't resonating, you know. So right. um you you definitely I mean yeah, if you work out your muscles you, you could have a little bit of tenderness but you know generally if we're doing that working out it's a good feeling, you know. It, it should never be hoarseness or a sore throat that lasts for hours or days. That's that's ridiculous. You're definitely doing something wrong.
1: Right. And then the other thing, um, kind of, dang it, what was I going to say? Give me a minute here.
0: Must have been a lie. That's what <laughs> I get for cutting in.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: here, I'll, I'll play on my pocketbooks, Steve, and right. you remember it. Uh, That's oh, not helping, right, is right. it? No, no, no. Okay, no, actually, <laughs> I do remember.
1: <laughs> I do remember. Okay, so the other thing I would say is if you're considering you know, if you're trying to pick a vocal coach or pick a method, I would say you would want to go with a coach and or method that tell you it's possible to sing higher in full voice because that's physiological reality. That is true. You can sing higher in full voice even if you're a baritone or a bass or an alto. You can use full voice high notes. You don't have to do sort of a half falsetto, half full mixed voice thing to get high notes. You can sing high notes in a mixed voice tone, but do you have to in order to get high notes? No. can't. You can do it in full voice, period, end of story, scientific reality. So if you... listen, find... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, so just... if, if you encounter a coach who tells you that it's not possible, then they don't know what they're talking about. Um, and I don't...
0: <laughs> That's... Same. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, I when I'm even when another. Uh, uh, I had a student come to me, and he said he had another coach, and he wanted to do range extension. And the guy said, "Hold up your hands." He said, "Now look at your middle finger and your pinky." He said, "Now make your pinky grow to the same height as your middle finger." He says, "I can't." He said, "Exactly," and you can't extend your range either. I was like, "Wow, wow, that is insane that that this this thought pattern still exists today."
1: Yeah. So that's that's false, period. Um, And if you are... uh, Actually, so I I wasn't doing it for this purpose. I guess so. Jamie and I were actually just, uh, you know, earlier we were discussing uh, we're creating a new program that's going to be out soon. I believe we're going to call it the four-week vocal break eraser um, to help people get through that break. And singing higher... And getting through the break is one of the number one desires and issues that singers face. So Jamie and I are working on something like that right now. Um, There are plenty of other coaches and methods out there and programs out there that can help you get through the break. Um, Thomas Appel, um, he's really good. Uh, I know Elizabeth Sabine's book talks a bit about that. Um, Is Jim Gillette's book out yet?
0: (laughs) No, you know it's actually. Um, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Uh, I'm going to put it in Raise Your Voice three. So well, I'll have a book within a book. Okay. So cool. you know Jim's busy. Uh, Nitro is coming out with a new record. So yeah. Um, we we wrote this what seven years ago and it's set there. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just Jim. If you're listening. I'm Surprise. putting the official guide to Jim Gillette's vocal power in Raise Your Voice three. It's yeah. it's a done deal.
1: So so there, so there are other programs out there that can teach you how to unlock the full voice in your higher register and get through the break. So I'm I'm not just saying Jamie's products do that. There are other products that do that. Um, but but Jamie's products are one way to do that. So um, you know if and, and so you can check that out. The your book Raise Your Voice, Jamie's book Raise Your Voice is all about that. Pretty much, uh, it's about uh getting through the break range extension vocal stress diet supplements it's about a bunch of stuff and we go over all that in the Vendera Vocal Academy um but yeah so I would say if you're considering a voice uh if you're considering a voice method or a vocal coach number one do they tell you that you should hurt it's okay to feel pain is it okay to like bleed is it okay to lose your voice for days at a time if they say any of that they're disqualified in my book um secondly if they say you cannot sing higher in full voice i would say that that pretty much disqualifies them too unfortunately that's kind of the predominant thinking in the classical singing world that if you're a baritone or a bass then you're stuck with it like i was you know i was told i was a bass in choir and i was told you'll never sing higher than, uh, you know, an F4 or whatever, and that just crushed me, like, it just, I, oh my gosh, that just totally ruined it for me, like, I joined choir because I wanted to learn how to sing, and then to be told you'll never be able to sing any higher, um, and so that that just crushed me, it just totally zapped my motivation to sing, um, and then <laughs> this leads me to my story, I guess, of, um, you know, one day I was kind of fed up with hearing that, <clears throat> Um, And I was fed up with the idea that I would never be able to sing any higher and I thought well dang it All these guys on like the radio that I'm listening to singing they can sing so high Why can't I I was like oh, I was so mad I was so frustrated that I was told that I couldn't sing higher and so I just thought well What if it's actually possible? What if my teacher what if my choir director was wrong? What if it actually is possible to sing higher so that led me to go on uh, a search and I went on the internet. Uh, I went to, actually, what I did is I went to Amazon and I bought a bunch of books on singing. Um, just, a, just a bunch of them. I don't, I, probably 12 books or something. And one of those books I bought was Jamie's book, Raise Your Voice. And it was probably the highest rated um, and the most pages book on singing at the time. I think it probably still is. It's, it's up there somewhere. Um, so I bought Raise Your Voice. Um, and then I put the audios on. Uh, it comes with a bunch of audios. It's like, I don't know, 80-something audios and a few hours of recorded lessons and all sorts of stuff. And so it's it's an incredible deal. It's like not 25 bucks or something. But I went, I, I put the audios on my phone, and then I just decided, let's do the exercises. And so I was driving along the highway, um, and <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I was driving along the highway, and I was doing... <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I, <laughs> I was doing the exercises and then just in, in, in just a moment, I was doing the exercise and it sort of clicked for me. Like it all made sense. and then I was doing the exercise and I got up to an A in full voice, A4 um, a, you know, so that's above middle C. middle C. Um, and it just came out and I was like, what was that was that really like that didn't hurt? It didn't sound like falsetto. It didn't feel like falsetto. It didn't seem like a mixed voice thing. It that, that seemed like whoa, and so I did it again, and I got to a B flat, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was so blown away, and so I I started crying. So I had to pull over on the side of the road, and I was I was driving. Uh, you know, I was on the road, so I had to pull over on the side of the road, and then I called Jamie, and I'm crying, and I'm like, Jamie! He's like, uh, hello? Uh, Jamie, I need to talk to you. <laughs> and Jamie's probably like, who is this guy calling me on the phone crying? Like, what's wrong? And so I so I, I, was like, Jamie, I thought that I would never be able to sing higher because my choir director told me I was a baritone. I thought I'd never be able to sing higher but I got your book and I've been doing the exercises and I just got up to a B-flat 4 in full voice and, you know, it just blew my mind. And at that moment, for me, hope was restored that I actually can do this. Not only It's possible. Not only is it possible for other people, not only is it possible for those people who are already good singers, it's possible for me the guy who was labeled a baritone in high school and lost his voice. And I don't, you know, I didn't really, I still don't really consider myself talented. It's possible even for me, um, you know, even after losing my voice in the military a lot of times. And so uh, anyway, so the day after my phone conversation with Jamie, um, I ended up getting to a D5, which is the, the D above tenor C. And so I was just, holy cow i was totally blown away so it's possible can you sing higher in full voice yes period end of story anyone who disagrees is a hundred percent wrong period i don't care tell them (laughs) if, if someone tells you you can't send them my way i will have this debate till the end of time like it it is possible period end of story so, uh, Jamie, I talk too much. What do you well, have to no, say?
0: You know, it's, it just reminded me, when I first hit an A in full voice, and I was living in Hollywood, I was actually going to a musician's institute, but that's not what got me there, was doing Jim Gillette's uh, vocal power, because when I was a teenager, I had ordered them, saved up money, wouldn't have a lot of money, and ordered them. So I'm singing, and then it did, doing minor, minor minds and all those. I finally found it, and I was already singing a lot higher, but it was doing like a... A weak pharyngeal, really reinforced falsetto, you know, because I was singing a lot of Kingdom Come and stuff. And before I even moved to Hollywood and Bullet Boys, but I never had that fullness and openness. And I was driving along with my uh, my best friend, Keith. And um, I, I just remember doing a kind of a slide up and hitting an A. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. And then I, I remembered it. And we got home. I hit my keyboard. And I was like, oh my God, I figured it out. It just clicked. You know, and then it took some time to grow from there. And then, like, I found Thomas Appel uh, because I hadn't seen uh, Jim. For a while, I got Thomas. Then I hooked up with Jim again and I did some lessons with him. And then that's where it all fell into place. And I started developing my own method. But uh, those two and then Elizabeth came in, you know. So, you know, I I did. You know, I learned a lot from the coaches I took lessons with, but I learned uh, more before from studying their books and their audio programs. Definitely. So I was already growing, you know, my voice was already growing. But then, like, even more with Thomas. You know, Thomas and I did two or three lessons. You know, and I studied his book, and then he sent lessons just to to to, based on my range to go a little higher. So uh, that's all it was, you know. And it was kind of nice to have that that guidance. But uh, yes, it can definitely be done. You can do it either way. Um, You know, I train a lot. I work with a lot of professional singers that are touring. And record and signed, and uh, these are guys have had lessons before, and some of them haven't had lessons. But having that coach there, you know, and and they've kind of figured out their voice anyway to keep it shape on road. But you know, having the coach there to guide them kind of helps. Like uh, I love Eric Emery, you know, I love his voice. He's in Sky Harbor and Concordia and Mado Cohen, and I don't really think. Eric had any lessons before me, but you know what? I didn't make him a singer. Now He was already amazing. He really was, but what we worked on was like, okay, well, how can we approach this to keep me in shape on the road when I'm doing, uh, you know, when I'm touring in Europe with Sky Harbor? And that's, that's how we, we did our lessons, you know, to just make sure that he was spot on and uh, he already knew technique. He naturally kind of figured it out on his own and then we just refined it. So that's what a coach does. We refine What you already can do, you know, we—if you have any mistakes, how we can correct them, get rid of those bad habits.
1: Yeah, pretty much the way I think about it is, if you want to learn to sing, you can go with a coach the whole way. But a perfectly viable way to do it is just start out with books or programs or CDs or DVDs or whatever to get the basics and get a solid understanding, and then you can go with the coach to refine and sort of you know polish uh, your technique and your understanding. So that's, and a lot of people are kind of doing that, especially like, you know, members of the dare vocal Academy, they don't necessarily do lessons all the time. Um, cause you have, you know, you have to like coordinate a time to do it. And I, you, you know, people have yep. to forget what they're doing. People forget times. Um, it's just so much easier to kind of just go at your own pace. So I, I don't know. I think, uh, unfortunately sort of programs kind of get this bad rap of for some reason, not being as good as a coach or just being, I mean, they're not as good as a coach, but they can get really close. You can, you can make a lot of progress, um, with a program and, you know, most of the programs online, you know, they're digital anyway. Um, pretty much everyone who sells stuff, you know, like they offer satisfaction guarantees and stuff. So it's, it really doesn't hurt to just give it a try um okay so Jamie I know you gotta get going I gotta get going um but yeah so I would encourage anyone who's um who is just looking to get started with singing uh, you know check out find a coach in your area um, there are plenty of coaches who do online lessons if you find a coach that you like online there are plenty of books you can search on Amazon um, there's the Vendera Vocal Academy there are other uh, vocal academies there are other programs the the information is out there you can learn to sing higher you it is physically possible to sing better sing higher in full voice and, and do crazy stuff like screaming and gritting and that is all possible All the information is available. There are qualified professional teachers available and easily accessible um, to you. It's just a question of, are you going to do it? Do you want to put the time and energy into into doing it? That's it.
0: So, yeah, it's up to you to choose that path. So think about it. Search your heart. Do like Vinny did. Go to uh, Amazon, look at different books, research different coaches. There are YouTube videos out there. Uh, I don't do as much as I should, but we're busy running a school. <laughs> so I don't really have time to do a bunch of YouTube videos. But there's stuff out there that you can check out and see what coach resonates with you if that is the route you need to go. If not, find a book. You know, Thomas Appel's book, Elizabeth Sabine's, James Lugos, Ray West, Valerie Bastion's, mine, whatever works for you. Uh, there will be something to help guide you along the way and to build a better voice.
1: Yep, definitely. So, all right, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Jamie, for your time. Uh, Anyone who... Um, isn't already subscribed, you can check out this podcast, the Sing Better Fast podcast on iTunes. Subscribe there. You can also download uh, the MP3 versions of all of the podcast episodes on our website, singbetterfast.com. And then we also have a notification list. You can sign up for the notification list on the website, and then you'll get an email whenever podcast episodes come out. They come out on Thursdays. Um, And then in the near-ish future, we're going to make, so that you can definitely download, uh, PDF versions, text versions, uh, of what we go over in these podcast episodes. So you can just keep your eye out for those. Those will also be available on the website, singbetterfast.com. And so I guess that's it. So thanks, Jamie. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you in the next podcast episode. See ya.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the sing better fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.